Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zazlo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba Sedanos, Presidente, Win Dixie. Got great six pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know, your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 11th of September. Good to have you aboard. We are a Believe podcast brought to us, as always, 
by Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. You've been involved in any kind of an accident. You're dealing with a personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, boat and car accident, hit and run. I send you to Anna John Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Really excited to be with you here today because we've been waiting for months to get to this day, right? We had the college football get going again a couple weeks ago. Now we are through the first Full weekend, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. You got all the gambling. You got all the fantasy football. Oh my God, the gambling all day yesterday. We were so intense, all the gambling. Gambling's the best. It's also the worst, but gambling's the best. So after a full weekend of all the football, I'm super excited to be with you guys here today. We're finally here. That's right. We're finally on a Monday morning after a Dolphins win so I'm super excited I I mean listen you hear my voice how pumped am I today and and I feel like you guys are pumped to be listening you're so excited after that dolphin game yesterday which I if if you were anything like 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 in the Zazla mansion yesterday that was an all-time fun regular season game and there's several reasons I say that am I am I a little bit prisoner of the moment yeah probably but It's a Dolphin team that you have super high expectations for. It was the first game of the year. It was your first time seeing Tua in so long after missing all those games. It's a road win, and the Dolphins won the blood feud. You know we have a blood feud with Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and the Dolphins go out there, and they take that ass week number one in Los Angeles. You know what I'm talking about. So we're all super pumped about what felt like a really meaningful week one win for the Dolphins. And very similar where, you know, after Thursday night's game, it felt like the Lions won a meaningful game. It felt like you were watching a big game on Thursday night. And for the Lions to perform the way they did, it felt like a meaningful win for them. Yesterday felt like a meaningful win. It's just week one. Yesterday felt like a meaningful win for your favorite little football team. So, we're going to start off talking a ton about Dolphins today. It's Monday, which means our NFL rundown is back. Always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. The only insurance agency I recommend for you guys. The same one that I use to get my homeowner's insurance. We'll have our NFL rundown coming up where we go over every game. We play you some highlights. That's coming up. That's back now every Monday morning. The Miami Hurricanes. Excuse me. The Miami Hurricanes took that ass on Saturday afternoon. So... We got a lot going on here today. I do want to start. Today is 9-11. So, shout out right at the... I don't... You know, we're not going to get into anything sappy today. Amazing. 22 years ago. Shout out to all the first responders. Love you guys. You know, our, our police officers, our firefighters, our nurses, our doctors, all of our hospital workers... And everyone, of course, who responds when we're dealing with an emergency situation. Shout out to all the first responders. I love you so much. 
Today, obviously, a day that, that hurts for a lot of us. So, I hope you get through today easily, easily enough. I'm thinking about all you first responders. I'm thinking about all the families that lost someone on 9-11. I always think back about where I was. I was in college. I was at UCF at the time. And, I, I mean... We'll never forget, right? All of us will always remember where we were when we found out, when we put on the news, and what the next couple days were like, just glued to the television. We couldn't turn it off. So, I'm thinking about all you guys out there who were affected, which is really everyone, but everyone who was directly involved in, 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 in 9-11, and especially a shout-out to the first responders who were involved back then, but all first responders in our in our country today. Love you guys. You're the best of us. All right. So, yesterday, let's get to it, man. Tua and the Dolphins win the blood feud. We mentioned it going into the week. Anytime, this is three times now in four years, and the Dolphins now have a 2-1 edge. Anytime that the Dolphins and Chargers play, it's always going to be a thing. Tua or Herbert. And now, for the first time, because the first time they played Tua's rookie year, Tua won the game, Dolphins defense shut down Herbert, but like Tua didn't do anything that game. The second time they met last year, Chargers shut the Dolphins down, Chargers took took that ass, very disappointing performance, it was in the midst of the Dolphins' five-game losing streak. And now this year, the Dolphins... With a monster win to start out the season. It's always... Dolphins lead the blood feud now 2-1. And every time these two teams meet, it's a thing. You know, I was talking to Lorenzo Neal last week. Former All-Pro fullback for the Chargers. And I'm like, is, is that a thing for Charger fans? And it's not really a thing for Charger fans. Because the Dolphins had the first pick. Well, the, the first of the two picks. And the Dolphins have the controversial player. There's nothing controversial or polarizing, maybe I should say. The polarizing player. There's nothing polarizing about Herbert. The Charger fan loves the guy they got. And even if you want to believe that Herbert's better, we're in a spot here where, okay, maybe the Dolphin fan can admit that Herbert's better, but we like our guy. We would not trade our guy for your guy. If you think he's better, that's okay. We don't even have to argue about it. We like our guy. We would not trade our guy for your guy. But now, after yesterday's performance, now you're starting to see... And I understand, look, Tyreek Hill plays a major role. But give me a break. You could be a great quarterback and also have great receivers. It doesn't necessarily have to be the great receiver makes the great quarterback. And hey, Patrick Mahomes couldn't accomplish anything on Thursday night. Not only without Tyreek Hill, but also without Travis Kelsey. You could have a great quarterback and he could also have great receivers. They're not mutually exclusive. But after watching yesterday afternoon's game, we are, we are in a place now where if you want to have a conversation about how, you know what, the Dolphins got the better guy, we can have that conversation. Fourth quarter, to a legacy drive. You knew it. You knew that's what was happening. What was it, four plus minutes left in the game? I tweeted it out, to a legacy drive. You knew that's what was happening. And you also knew... They were going to march down that field. And they do. And Tua makes as perfect a pass you're ever going to see to the sh- right over the shoulder of the defender into the chest of Tyreek Hill where only he can catch it. 
And then when Herbert gets it back with the game on the line, nothing. Can't do shit. Here's the bottom line. Tua is a winner. That's what it is. Everything he's overcome, injury-wise. People talking shit. The previous coach who hated his guts. Yanking him back and forth between him and Fitzpatrick. Tua is a winner. None of this should surprise anyone anymore. Yes, I've been on Tua's tip since the day they got him. Obviously, a lot of it is because, A, I love being right, so I want him to do well, but B, I want the Dolphins to do well. But I also really felt this way. Tua is a winner. Everything about him. Some dudes just, it's look, it's not tangible. Some dudes you could see, they just have that quality. They have that winner factor. Tua is a winner. And this Dolphin team is off to a major start. I Watching that entire game, I mean, I was off the couch. I'm pacing around the room. Lots of high fives to my son. Even high fives to my dad while he's falling half asleep on the couch in the fourth quarter. I never thought they weren't going to win that game. That shit was awesome. I was so into that game yesterday. And it's not just because the game was close. It was exciting. So many big plays. And you know this team is for real. See, that's it. It's not just that they that they won their opening game. Super exciting. Super exciting plays. And you expect this team to perform this way. I don't want to do the whole, oh, Tua stays healthy. We can say it about everybody. There is nothing stopping this from being the best offense in the NFL. They are the best offense in the NFL. They are going to be the best offense in the NFL. And you know what? They look even better than they did last year. Like at their peak last year, those first 10 games, remember when they were 7-3? and three? They look even better this year. And you know why they're going to look even better? Because Tua's going to continue to get better. Because the quarterback is going to continue to get better. Made one bad decision yesterday. One bad throw was the jump ball. It was the interception. Jump ball for Barrios. You can't do that, all right? But this, I'll tell you something. So many big plays. You know this team is for real. And if you're going to be for real, you win that game yesterday. If you're going to be for real, you win that game yesterday at a team that you could be complete competing for a playoff spot with. I'm not even just talking about you win that game because the best way, the easiest way into the postseason is to win the division and the Dolphins are in a tough division. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about, all right, what if you have to compete for a wild card spot? That's a team that you will have to compete with, Chargers. If you're going to be a big-time team, you win that game yesterday. <laughs> and holy shit. I mean, Tua was amazing. He was the best quarterback in the NFL yesterday. Not, no doubt about it. Not even close. Tua was the best quarterback in the NFL. Matter of fact, Tua and Tyreek Hill are the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what I said. This game for Tua, it felt like Marino in 94. It did. And, 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 if, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, let, let me learn you up a little bit. Let me give you a history lesson. So by the way, Tua yesterday threw for the fourth most opening game yards in NFL history. Uh, third was Marino, 474, I think. Tua fourth at 466. That game, that Marino opening game threw for 474 yards was the opening game at home against New England, 1994. Tua yesterday looked like Marino opening game circa 94. Not just because he's right behind him now in most yards ever for an opening game of the season for a quarterback, but Marino, a little history lesson for you, ass. Marino missed almost the entire season before with an Achilles injury. Marino never been hurt. He was an Ironman. Never missed games. You didn't know that was like year number 10 for Marino at that point. Achilles injury back then, killer. You have no idea what you're going to look like when you return. We had no idea if he was going to be the same Marino. And the first game back, Marino beats Bledsoe and the Patriots in a shootout. Third most yards ever for a quarterback on opening game. Tua misses the last six games last year, including the postseason. You don't even know if he should ever play football again. He comes back, first game back, fourth most passing yards ever for a quarterback opening game. 466 yards, leads the touchdown drive at the end, just like Marino did, and looked like the best quarterback in the NFL. Yesterday's Tua performance felt just like Marino, 1994, so it makes all the sense in the world that the guy right ahead of him on that list was Marino. That shit was so good. Like, that's, it's one of my all-time favorite Marino performances. And, like, yeah, see, yesterday is not as good. If you're going to rank the two of performances, you're not putting yesterday over the Baltimore game last year, the six touchdowns. That That's, that's still the best. Especially because they're down by so much. But, Game on the line, back and forth, toe-to-toe with Herbert. That right there, he it was like watching Marino. Game one of 94. All that time away from injury, and then returns with that performance. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If you're going to be a big-time team, you win that game yesterday. The Dolphins look like a big-time team. And... You have not seen an offense like this for the Dolphins since Marino. And by the way, Marino never had Tyreek Hill. This offense looks better already than it did last year. I'm not trying to tell you that the Chargers are some type of world beaters on defense, but whatever. Tua diced, sliced, and diced them from the get-go. And the fact of the matter is... The Dolphins left two touchdowns on the board because if not for those two turnovers, first possession of the game, I mean, Connor Williams, Tua, the the handoff there, the the snap from center to quarterback, I don't know what the fuck the problem is there. There's no reason to believe they wouldn't have scored a touchdown there. And and the bad decision throwing the jump ball from Tua to Berrios in the end zone. The Dolphins, they won by two yesterday. They should have won by 14. They left points on the board there. 36 points, they probably should have scored 50, and they probably should have won that game by two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. It's damn true. 
That shit was awesome. That game, look, the game was obviously close. I'm sorry, Dolphins are so much better than the Chargers. Like I said, like, the Chargers didn't leave points out there. The Dolphins left points out there. Tua was so far and away better than Herbert. Two turnovers inside the 10-yard line. They could have won that game by two touchdowns. Dolphins are so much better than the Chargers. And Tua wins the blood feud. Most importantly. Man. So, good time to mention here. You guys know I love Sheets and Giggles. One of our great sponsors. Well, right now, if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, use the promo code upon checkout, FINSUP. 36% off. That's the best part about our main sports starting up again. Dolphins, Heat, Panthers, my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Yep, that's right. Go to SheetsGiggles.com and upon checkout, use promo code FINSUP, 36% off your order. What? 36% off. And like Colin said, should have been 37%. That's on Jason Sanders. He owes you a percent. 36% off your order right now. Use the promo code FINSUP at checkout. Sheetsgiggles.com. You're never going to look anywhere else for your sheets ever again. You go to Sheets and Giggles. Naturally softer, cooler, most breathable sheets. So comfortable. I I look at it right over there. Right over there in the Zaslow Mansion bedroom. I'm in the bedroom. That's where Zaslow Mansion studio is. Don't don't tell anybody. But right over there, that's where the magic is made right on that bed. Me and Mrs. Zaslow. And just those sheets right there. That's that's why my dog Bailey and Shaggy, they're sleeping on them right now. They're they're so sleepy because look at those sheets. Oh, my God. I, I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. A koala sleeps on a eucalyptus tree up to 18 hours a day. You know how comfortable a eucalyptus pillow is? That's why I get the best sleep of my life, and it's with sheets and giggles. Use promo code FINSUP at checkout. 36% off your order. You go to SheetsGiggles.com right now. Now, you also know, yesterday, you know I was enjoying that game with a Johnny in my hand. That's right. Zazla Mansion, family room. We're watching on the couch. We're pacing around. Not in my underwear. My father was over. I'm not trying to make anyone uncomfortable. You know what I'm talking about. But I had a Johnny Cube on my hand, of course. European roots with that Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You could pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. You know my man Juan from Johnny Cuba is going to be out there at the Dolphin game, Dolphins and Broncos in a couple weeks. I think I'm going to be out there with him as well, so you can look for the Johnny Cuba, the, uh, the banner there. You can come over, you could say hello. If you've never tried Johnny Cuba, pick up a six-pack now. Send me a picture I posted on my Instagram stories. I'm an influencer, so then you become famous, and oh my god, everybody's so happy. Remember, always drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. What a start to the week. Still got football time. I hope everybody had, you know, hope you had good times with with your fantasy football yesterday, with your bets. You gotta win your bets. Fantasy football, bets, dolphins, most important thing every Sunday. Everybody knows that. And by the way, Shout out Mike McDaniel. He was awesome yesterday. One of the biggest moments in the game now. So, it's late in the first half, right? Hang on. Let me take a sip of my vitamin water. All right. Sorry about that. So, it's late in the first half. Dolphins are... It's it's 14. What's the score now at this point? It's late in the first half. Was the score 17-14? Let me check what the score is here. I want to make sure we're... I'm, 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 Mike McDaniel, obviously on the offensive end, called a great game. But late in the first half, 
So here's what's happening. All right. So Dolphins are up 17-14. Chargers are driving the field. They get to, I think, the 25. And Chargers have no more timeouts. So Herbert, he, he, he's, he's down at the 25 or whoever it was. I don't, I don't even remember. If they, yeah, they didn't get out of bounds. So there's 14, 14 seconds left? Yeah, I think it was 14 seconds left. Dolphins call timeout. And my son says, why'd they call timeout? Why'd they stop the clock? Well, because the Chargers are going to drain the clock all the way down to like two seconds left. And then they're going to kick a field goal. Okay. Dolphins don't want that. Dolphins call timeout there with 14 seconds left. They want to get the ball back. They want to try one play. Or, by the way, maybe the Chargers missed the field goal. You try one play and get to field goal range. So they made the field goal. And then the Dolphins, I mean, inexplicably, you, you get one pass, by the way. You get the 22-yard completion to Jalen Waddell. So it puts you near midfield. And then you get the pass interference call 30 yards down the field. So stupid. And now you get a field goal attempt with zero time left. Matter of fact, I went outside. I went out back to go take my dogs out. My son came outside. He goes, he goes, Dad, they got a pass interference. You're going to kick a field goal with no time left. I was like, oh my God. See, that's why they called the timeout. Excellent job by McDaniel understanding the situation. The Dolphins called the timeout there with 14 seconds left. The Chargers and Staley, terrible job in managing the clock there. You don't want to give the Dolphins any time. So, they end up getting the field goal there. They go up 20-17 to 17 at the end of the half. Enormous sequence there. Great job by McDana, because guess what? You could say that that right there won the Dolphins the game. They won the game by two. They get a field goal at the end of the half there. They had no business getting. But the Chargers, Brandon Staley, they bungle the clock on their end, allow the Dolphins to call a timeout, and then, of course, you get the bonehead pass interference, and the Dolphins take advantage. Excellent job by Mike McDaniel calling that time out there. And because they did it, they're up three at the half. And guess what? They won the game by two. Offensive line. Awesome. We're all worried going into the game. We're worried about the offensive line, period. And then with no Teron Armstead, you're very worried about that. Who had the offensive line being awesome yesterday minus Teron Armstead? Tua, he was never sacked. Except, you know, if you want to count, obviously, when, when he had to fall on the football a couple times. There wasn't a ton of pressure. Tua did a great job getting the ball out. Great pocket presence. Hell, the, the best throw of the game down the field to Tyreek Hill. Tua stepped into the pocket, threw the ball on the run, moving forward. Tua's pocket presence was excellent. The offensive line was great. Who had the offensive line being great? And the defense was going to stink yesterday. And you know what? There was tangible pressure going into the game on Chris Greer about the offensive line. I know he said, hey, we're comfortable with the group we have. And then they lose to Ron Armstead for that game. Chris Greer was going to take a lot of heat if this offensive line was not good yesterday. Because even with Armstead healthy, you know he's going to miss a bunch of games. And the Dolphins didn't really, or at least you feel like, they didn't really do anything to combat that possibility of losing Armstead for several games. And right out the gate, you know what? It felt like there was pressure on Chris Greer because of the offensive line. And right now he was right. They like the group they have. 
Did, did anybody hear from Bosa? Did anyone hear from Cleo Mack? Dolphins offensive line was terrific yesterday. Great job. Great job. I mean, who, seriously, who had the offensive line looking like studs and the defense looking like shit? Vic Fangio's defense stunk yesterday. I'm, but I'm, I'm not going to get on that. I am not trying to complain about Vic Fangio and the Dolphins defense. Not even close. You know how many times the Dolphins have had a great defense or a great defensive performance and they give it up on the final drive? I mean, I've seen that movie a thousand times. This Dolphin defense that was terrible all game long made the big plays on the last drive. Sealer, sack. Phillips, sack. Blue screen. Oh my God, what happened? Nope, it was a Phillips sack. Game over. So many times we've seen that movie where the Dolphins' defense gives it up in the end. Ah, not today. So is today going to be the day that I'm going to complain about Vic Fangio and the defense being awful and then running the ball down the Dolphins' throat 200-plus yards? I mean, I didn't like it, but I'm not here to complain about that today. That is not happening. Nope, not doing it. Finally. We all thought. Now, now, like I told you, I never thought the Dolphins were not going to win that game. That's kind of a lie. Jason Sanders misses the extra point. We all thought they were fucked, right? That was the only point in the game where I, where I thought, I can't believe. Now, I didn't think the Chargers were going to drive the field for a touchdown, but I did think they were going to drive the field for a field goal, and we were going to lose by one. That was the only point I thought we were going to lose the game. The rest of the game, I was never not confident. Because? Because every time the Dolphins have the ball, I think we're going to score. Every time. But defense made the plays. Defense made multiple plays. That was the only point I did not think we were going to win because of the stupid extra point. And how, how about that blue screen? I thought it was just me, but I think it happened to everybody. The, the screen turns blue. Right when you knew the Dolphins were wrapping up Herbert. So it wasn't that big a thing. Like the screen was blue for like a second. You still knew they, you knew they got him. You knew they got him. The screen comes back on. Jalen Phillips is celebrating. You, you knew they got him. So it, it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. One final thing I got to add here. So we're through week one. Which means for a player. Who is on PUP. He has to be there for another three games. The Dolphins are absolutely going to revisit Jonathan Taylor. 100%. And I'm told, for the same reason I was good with paying him when they were exploring the trade originally, I'm not good with paying him and also giving up a King's ransom. I'm okay with paying him, but you got to acquire him on your terms, which was what the Dolphins' thinking was as well. I think they were willing to pay him, they couldn't come up with the compensation with Indianapolis. I'm good with the Dolphins paying Jonathan Taylor. I do believe they're going to make another attempt to acquire him. Because they have... And this is why I was okay with the Dolphins paying the running back. In a a league that doesn't want to pay running backs anymore, I'm okay with the Dolphins paying Jonathan Taylor because this is the scenario you do it. When you have a team that is ready to win now and you have the quarterback on the value contract. When the quarterback has to get paid the way Burrow has to get paid, you better have the quarterback 
who can carry your entire team because you're not going to be able to keep all the skill players on both sides of the ball. I don't know what Tua's contract's going to look like. I'm sure it's going to be a lot because he's fucking awesome. But right now, Tua, he can carry you. He is clearly a good enough quarterback to win you a Super Bowl, and he's on the value contract. So while your quarterback is on the value contract, yeah, I'm okay with paying a running back while the quarterback is the one on the value contract. You have to take advantage of that scenario. I do expect the Dolphins to revisit Jonathan Taylor over the next couple weeks. Yep. I I think you have to. I think you have to do that if you're the Dolphins. All right, guys. You know what time it is. Let's get to our week one NFL rundown. That's right. Got my football music there. We're all revved up and ready to go. Get you caught up like we do every Monday during football season on all the action around the National Football League. Our NFL rundown is always brought to us here on Mondays by Brunt Insurance. That's right. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance delivers that comprehensive insurance coverage tailored exactly to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance has been specializing in homeowners insurance, auto insurance, life insurance. I've been getting my homeowners insurance from Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. They have locations all across the state, so wherever you're calling from, they know exactly the type of coverage that you need. 954-589-2204. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage around, You're making the right call. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. And not just homeowners insurance. Like I said, automobile, motorcycle, boaters insurance. Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance have the expertise and the experience to find exactly the right coverage for you. There's so many options out there. You're not going to know exactly what you need. That's why Brunt Insurance is here for you. 954-589-2204. Again, 954-589-2204. Let's get to our week one NFL rundown. We start out in Baltimore. Everybody's looking forward to Lamar Jackson, right? Let's see what he looks like. He's got the huge contract. Well, in a 25-9 win, Lamar Jackson was 17-22, 169 yards, and an interception, he was less than impressive. Yeah, Baltimore wins by two touchdowns, but it was super unimpressive. C.J. Stroud, the rookie for Houston, 28 for 44, 242 yards, looked competent enough, but in the second half, they were never a threat. Baltimore pulls away easily in this one, 25 to 9. Unfortunately, though, they're going to lose J.K. Dobbins for the season with an Achilles injury. Here's Lamar Jackson after the game. That's, that's very unfortunate, you know. Like, I feel like J.K. been busting his behind, you know, to get back on that field and, you know, just show the world what he's capable of and to help us out along the way. Like, like I, sp- I spoke highly of him, you know, this offseason, just letting everybody know, like, we really need him. And for him to go down with a season-ending injury, that's just very unfortunate for us. Not just him, for all of us, because that's our brother. <laughs> So there's Lamar Jackson on losing Dobbins for the entire season. Baltimore wins easily in the second half, but if I'm a Ravens fan, I am not pleased with that performance. Their offense looked like shit. 
All right, maybe the big surprise of the day yesterday took place in Cleveland. The Browns, a 24-3 thrashing of the Cincinnati Bengals. They put it on them late. They pulled away. The Bengals' offense was putrid. Joe Burrow, of course, coming back from injury in the preseason, in training camp. No preseason action. Richest contract in the history of the NFL. Saw Joe Burrow go 14 for 31 for 82 yards. The Bengals' offense was non-existent. Deshaun Watson, he stunk. All right, look, Cleveland runs the ball really well. That's their game. Chubb, 18 carries for 106 yards. Deshaun Watson was 16 at 29. 154 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He did not look any different than the quarterback that we saw last year. I think he sucks. But here after the game, it's the head coach of the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, on the Browns running game. Uh, Nick gives his, gives you his best at the office every single day. Uh, what he did out there from beginning to end. We tried to hand it to him, throw it to him, uh, and then I thought Jerome was good in, in his relief as well. But uh, fun to see Nick get going there for a little bit. That's an excellent start for the Browns. Look, the Bengals started slow last year too. I'm not real worried about that. That's just an annoying game if you're a Bengals fan. The big upset of the day yesterday probably took place in Minnesota. How about Baker Mayfield in his first start for Tampa Bay? He was 21 of 34, 173 yards, two touchdowns, had a rough first half, much better in the second half. Mike Evans, six catches for 66 yards and a touchdown, even though he does not have a contract extension and Tampa Bay doesn't seem interested in giving him one. Justin Jefferson had nine catches for 150 yards for Minnesota. But holy shit, I mean, Kirk Cousins, they didn't, I don't think they scored in the second half. That is an embarrassment of a showing at home against a Tampa Bay team that most feel is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Here's Todd Bowles post-game in the Tampa locker room. Hold hey, up. hey, hey. One word describes this game. Yeah! yeah! Let's go! Hey! That's a hell of a start, guys. Hell of a win on the road against a hell of a tough team. We got one down, we got a lot to go. We know we can get better, but we fought our asses off. I'm proud of you. Let's pack up and go home. Yeah! Hey! about how you start, how you finish defense, hell of a job. Train script, kick, man. Box on three! One, two, three! Look, I still don't expect anything from Tampa this year. Good job at a Baker Mayfield yesterday. Minnesota, they won a ton of close games last year. Maybe that winds up evening out this year. That is a horrendous start for the Vikings yesterday, losing at home to the Buccaneers. New Orleans, a 16-15 winner at home against Tennessee in Derek Carr's Saints debut. I thought he was wholly unimpressive. Carr was 23 for 33, 305 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Chris Olave, eight catches and 112 yards. New Orleans hangs on in a game they kept showing on the red zone there. I couldn't care less. I mean, maybe it's because I didn't have any money on the game, but my God, I saw more of that game than I wanted to. Atlanta, a 24 to 10 winner at home against Carolina. Obviously, all eyes on Bryce Young. Uh, he was 20 of 38. 146 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions for the number one overall pick for Carolina. Bijan Robinson, he had 10 carries for 56 yards, six catches for 27 yards, and a touchdown. Around, and he has the football, puts a move on. Bijan Robinson, he's got a hand. 
lot of people projecting Robinson as an offensive rookie of the year. Good start for him yesterday, though. 83 total yards and a touchdown in the air. And Atlanta starts the season 1-0. Really fun game yesterday in Indianapolis. You had the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence with a 31-21 win over Indianapolis, a game that was much closer than the final score would indicate. Trevor Lawrence was 24-32, 241 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. In his Jaguar debut, Calvin Ridley had the first touchdown of the afternoon. Third down at eight, empty backfield. Lawrence looking, can't find anyone, spins away. Now Lawrence throws, back of the end zone, touchdown, it's Ridley! Ridley already looks like Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. He had eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. The rookie, Anthony Richardson, I thought he looked nice. 24 for 37, 223 yards, a touchdown and interception. He had 10 rushes for 40 yards and a touchdown rushing. Jacksonville, 1-0 to start the season. One of the shockers of the afternoon, I liked Pittsburgh in this game. I got to tell you, and San Francisco crushed them from start to finish. 30-7, Niners whoop up on the Steelers. Brock Purdy, 19-29, 220 yards and two touchdowns. There was some back and forth because Patrick Peterson, before the game, said he can't wait to pick off Brock Purdy. And the second touchdown on the right side, the, the deep ball. Is that on Patrick Peterson? Yeah, and that one, I was like, all right, that, was, that felt good. But uh, it was it was good, man. He's a competitor. I have nothing but respect for Patrick Peterson and, and everything that he does. So. And Brock Purdy had the last laugh there. Christian McCaffrey, 22 rushes, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Kenny Pickett struggled. He was 31 of 46 for 232 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Washington in the new era, minus Daniel Snyder. They beat Arizona 20 to 16. Sam Howell, 19 of 31, 202 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And the Commanders start the year 1 0. Las Vegas. 17-16 win at Denver. Jimmy Garoppolo in his first start for the Raiders. 20 of 26, 200 yards, two touchdowns, and interception. That's a typical Jimmy Garoppolo game. Russell Wilson, 27 of 34, 177 yards and two touchdowns. So a lot of passes, not a whole lot of yards there for Russell Wilson. And Vegas is 1-0 while the Broncos under Sean Payton start 0-1. Philadelphia manages to hang on at New England on the afternoon. They celebrated Tom Brady. The Eagles hang on and beat the Patriots. The receiver can't get both feet in down inside the 10-yard line on fourth down, and the Eagles hang on 25-20. Jalen Hartz was 22 for 33, 170 yards and a touchdown. Mac Jones, he sucks. 35 for 54, 316 yards, three touchdowns and interception, including a pick six. Green Bay. One of the shockers from yesterday was Green Bay just manhandling the Bears. This game was never in doubt. The Packers crushed Chicago 38-20. Jordan Love, it's his team. 15-27, 245 yards, three touchdowns. And how about Aaron Jones? Nine rushes for 41 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Two catches for 86 yards and a touchdown in the air. Justin Fields, he was 24 for 37. 216 yards he had a touchdown and an interception he had nine rushes for 59 yards third and long four-man rush field stands in delivers intercepted clay walker's got it looking for blocks walker still on his feet walker's still going looking for the end zone clay walker is 
and touchdown! Yeah, the Green Bay defense gave Justin Fields all kinds of trouble, and the Packers are off to a great start in that NFC North, especially consider that Minnesota lost. So Green Bay and Detroit in that division with wins in week number one. Another surprise from yesterday, I'm pretty sure, the L.A. Rams crushed the Seahawks in a battle in the NFC West. Rams 30, Seahawks 13. Matthew Stafford 24 for 38, 334 yards. Naku, I think that's how you say his name for the Rams. He had 10 catches for 119 yards. For the fantasy football player, DK Metcalf, just three catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown for Seattle. And Sunday night football last night, I loved this game. I got to go to sleep early. I didn't have to stay up for the finish. The Dallas Cowboys kick the shit out of the Giants, 40 to nothing. Dak Prescott, 13 of 24, 143 yards. Tony Pollard had 14 rushes for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Daniel Jones, 15 of 28. 104 yards, two interceptions. He did have 13 rushes for 43 yards. Here's Dallas Cowboy head coach Mike McCarthy in the postgame locker room. Hi, man. Hey, man. Great start on a number of fronts. You know, way to take care of the ball and way to take it away. That's who we are. Great start. A lot of great things. First win, first road win, first division win. Whew. Great start. All right, you guys know the schedule. I'm going to be quick because I know D-Law's got a few words for us. All right, great job, guys. Great job. Nice win. Nice job. Good job tonight, man. Hey, let's put this behind us tomorrow and bring that for next week. Cowboys on three. One, two, three. Cowboys. I mean, that is such a disgrace losing that way. Sunday Night Football, national TV, division rival at home, expectations for the Giants. And if you're a Giant fan, you feel like your season's over. That was disgusting last night. And that right there, courtesy of Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204. Get the best rate and the top coverage when you go to BruntInsurance.com. And that right there is our week one NFL rundown. Monday Night Football, though, tonight. Got a good way to close the week. Buffalo and New York Jets. I am rooting so hard for the Bills. I Look, the Bills don't get any love here in the Zaslow Mansion. But the Jets also don't get any love here in the Zaslow Mansion. We are rooting hard for Buffalo tonight. I hate the Jets. I think the Bills are going to punch them in the face so hard tonight. I can't wait for that game. Guys, it's still summertime. So you still get the sizzling summer deals and savings when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. That's smart. If you're thinking about getting a new ride, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the only car dealership that I personally endorse. When you walk through the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you are immediately met by a member of their friendly sales team who's going to navigate you in the right direction. Whether you're looking for something spacious for the entire family, an SUV, or just a Subaru sedan for yourself, maybe something fun. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. Whatever you're looking for, they have the perfect model for you. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy. You're out the door in 90 minutes or less after you say yes. A 100% credit approval, lifetime vehicle warranty. Shop nflsubaru.com, so easy to remember. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. nflsubaru.com, go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. All right, here we go. Running through those NFL games, what I'm talking about. You know what time it is. 
Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Every show always brought to us by Water Cleanup of Florida. Are you dealing with water mold or fire damage in your home and your business? Well, if so, that, that could be a big deal. Maybe it's not a big deal. But the way to find out is by calling Water Cleanup of Florida. 954-900-8635 or go to WCUFL.com. Look, when an unexpected damage occurs in your home or in your business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable service. Water Cleanup of Florida knows the impact and the stress that any unexpected disaster is going to cause. Their objective at Water Cleanup of Florida, they make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle free. Water Cleanup of Florida, also general contractors, so they're providing you that A to Z service, one-stop shopping that all of us busy homeowners and business owners require. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida anytime, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, Inter Miami on Saturday. I mean, the sports that we had this weekend. How about the sports weekend that we had? Inter Miami is minus Lionel Messi at home this past Saturday night against Sporting Kansas City. They go down 1-0. Leo Campana gets a penalty. He cashes in there. It's 1-1. And then Campana, he would get the brace. DeAndre Edlin dancing at the top of the 18. Wide on shallow. He plays this far post and buried home. Oh, can you believe it? Campana, second of the night. Inter Miami storms back to take the lead in South Florida. Now you may be saying to yourself, Saslo, what's a brace? That's my bad. My bust. I want to be an inclusive show. And sometimes, you know, my, my soccer knowledge, my football knowledge, the lingo, it gets in the way. A brace is when Leo Campana scores two goals, all right? So the brace gave Campana a second goal for the game. Inter-Miami went up 2-1. They would go up 3-1. They hang on and win 3-2 in a game they pretty much dominated. So Inter-Miami, three goals minus Messi. Josef Martinez didn't play that game either. Kramaski didn't play. It was nice to see Robbie Robinson out there. I mean, dude never plays. So excellent job by Inter-Miami. Without Leo Messi, is he going to play the next game? Well, next game is at Atlanta United next weekend. Is at Atlanta United? Next game is, yeah, at Atlanta United. I don't know if Messi's going to be back in time for that game, but that win was huge for Inter Miami on Saturday night because now they find themselves just six back. They were 12 back. Now they're just six back of the final playoff spot and with, with eight games to play. And how about this? They have two games in hand on the team that has the final playoff spot, which is D.C. So if you were to win those two games, you're even. So it's looking like Inter-Miami somehow is going to pull this off. I mean, the way they've been playing, it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Matter of fact, they could even catch number eight Montreal, who's only seven points ahead of them. They're not going to be able to catch the team ahead of them, which is Nashville. Nashville's 12 up on Miami right now. Nashville has the seventh spot. But eight and nine look doable for Inter-Miami, that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? The Marlins over the weekend, they take two of three from the Phillies. Yesterday with the game tied at three in the eighth inning, another huge hit. 2-2. Here's a swing and a drive. This is hit fairly deep center field. Marsh is going back. Warning track wall. See you later. 
a go-ahead two-run bomb for Brian De La Cruz. Top of the eighth inning. The Marlins come all the way back. They lead it 5-3. to three. So how about that? The Marlins, they take two out of three against the Phillies. They begin a four-game set in Milwaukee tonight. The Marlins now 74-69. and 69. They are a half game back of the third wildcard spot. They're a half game back of Arizona. They're actually two and a half back of number two, Chicago. But most importantly, they're a half game back of the third and final spot. This is a very tough four-game series now. You're at the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers, of course, they lead the Central Division. There you go. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Coco Goff. Coco Goff becomes the youngest, the first teenager, 19 years old, to win the U.S. Open since Serena did it back in 1999. I believe she's also the first American to win a major in the last four years. 19 years old, Coco Goff, after going down 6-2 in the first set, wins the next two. Awesome job by Coco Goff. Local girl, Delray Beach. That's a big deal. That was really cool. Big deal or not a big deal? The Miami Hurricanes find themselves in the top 25. They're now the 22nd ranked team in the country after kicking the shit out of Texas A&M. 48-33 over the weekend. That score was not indicative of the game being a blowout. The Canes kicked their ass, and the only reason it was even within those two touchdowns was the giveaways, the special teams early in the game, the block punts, you score a touchdown there, the turnover, they score a touchdown. The Canes, they really kicked the shit out of an SEC team, a ranked SEC team in Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher, you know what I'm talking about. Not sold out, but I thought that was a great crowd at Hard Rock Stadium. Good looking out there by the Canes fans showing up. I already told you, no fan base talks more and shows up less than the Hurricane fan. They did a good job getting out there this past Saturday afternoon. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. All right. Pearl Jam last night was supposed to be in Indiana, uh, in, in Noblesville, Indiana. They were playing, and the show got canceled. Somebody in the band is sick. It makes you think that someone in the band has COVID, so the show got, it's postponed. They haven't made a made-up date yet. As of right now, the Texas shows this week are still on. I'm going to see Pearl Jam on Friday, so that's four days away. Uh, This is a big deal. This is very concerning. Look, these guys are in their 50s now. It, it, it feels like it's COVID. They didn't say what it was. They said it was serious, serious enough to, you know, postpone the show. But it did say the Texas shows are still on as scheduled. I'm very nervous about this. This is a big deal. N- not only, A, is it a disaster if the show gets postponed or canceled, whatever. Because, I, I, I mean, I'm so excited for the show this Friday. But can you imagine? Like, I got plane tickets. We got a hotel. I, I got my fingers pro- crossed. Again, I'm glad the show is on Friday. Instead of the first Texas show, which is this Wednesday, I feel like this Friday, I, 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 I'm hopeful, but I'm very nervous. This is a big deal. And that right there is another addition. Courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. With over 60 years of combined experience, the team at Water Cleanup of Florida is prepared to handle any size property damage. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes, first Monday show of the NFL season in the books. 
Thanks to everybody who helped put it together. I think you guys did a terrific job. I can't do it without all your hard work. That dolphin game was fucking awesome yesterday. All right. We've got Monday Night Raw tonight. I'm looking forward to that. The Marlins, Marlins, and Brewers. I'll be having that on the small TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room. Thanks to everybody who listened to the show today. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means.